If you're a more energetically sensitive creative leader or entrepreneur who's ready to transform your sensitivities into your superpowers so that you can spend more time in the flow and less time in the internal struggle, then you've come to the right place. The Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Long Stokes, blends business and spiritual principles to help creatives, leaders, and entrepreneurs identify common energetic roadblocks and how to overcome them to live a more purpose-driven and energetically aligned life. Okay, hello everybody and welcome back to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, your host, Anna Longstokes. Okay, so I'm really excited to dive into today's episode. This episode is all about how learning to hone my clairvoyance has shifted my life as well as my business. So this episode is touching on changes I've noticed in my personal life, but also all of these changes I've noticed in my personal life have, of course, rippled into me as a leader and a creative and an entrepreneur. I thought, heck, you might be interested in learning about this because a lot of people make assumptions about clairvoyance and what it means and what it means to be psychic. And so I wanted to start off with what does it mean to be clairvoyant? So clairvoyance means clear seeing. So this is the ability to clearly see energy. I feel that I have always been empathic. I have always been psychic. I believe you are also. I believe all people are. But to be clairvoyant is actually something most people have to train in and train in quite extensively. And there's there's a reason for that. The place, the space, the energetic space we go to to activate our clairvoyance and clear this space of outside energies so that we can give clean, neutral readings. It takes practice. (laughs) It's kind of like, uh, everyone can be a runner, but can everyone be a marathon runner? Or everyone can be a skier, but can everybody be a professional skier? So it's a skill just like any other skill. There might be people who have always been inclined towards clairvoyance, but unless they seek formal training, they're usually kind of a mess. I'll just say that. I don't go to people who don't, I don't go to psychics or clairvoyants who don't have some type of formal training in this because there's a lot that goes into it. And with the level of skills and development that I have at this point, and I don't mean to sound arrogant, but I've invested a ton of time, energy, and money into being a clear channel for information and into seeing energy clearly so that I can give my clients the best readings possible with the most integrity. Um, People put a lot of faith in your hands when you're a clairvoyant even skeptics who show up to their appointments, they're essentially putting a lot of faith in you being a clean, clear channel. And a lot of people have had bad experiences with that. And so I never want to be that. So for me, when I call myself a clairvoyant, I'm not talking about the intuitive part of me, although that feeds into my clairvoyance. I'm not talking about the empath in me, although that feeds into my clairvoyance. I'm talking about the part of me that has sought schooling and extensive training around learning the art form of reading energy. 
So that's clairvoyance. Okay, so how did I develop my skills? I found my first formal clairvoyant training. Didn't even know things like this existed. I found this back in, gosh, I think it was early 2016 was when I believe I started, mid-2016. That's when I began formally training in the art of reading energy. Before that, I had done my Reiki certifications. I had done a three-year Chinese medicine and Asian bodywork program. So I had touched a lot of bodies and faces. I had a lot of the more clairsentience, the feeling happening. I had telepathic abilities. I had premonitions. Um, But I had no skills in clairvoyance. That space was absolutely shut down. So I just want to make that clear because all these people get readings with me and they're like, oh, well, I could never do what you do. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you can. Uh, if you if you do the work and you practice and you get through the energy, you can you can absolutely be a clairvoyant. Some of the best clairvoyants are the people who you know maybe they've gone through their whole life not knowing they had any energetic abilities, and then they join a clairvoyant training for some reason. Something calls them to it. And before, before you know it, they're, they're amazing. It's a lot of the people who my experience has been in all the programs I've been, the people who are super mediums and super channels are, they're kind of a nightmare to train. There's a lot of unaware channeling of all types of beings happening and it's messy and there's a lot more energy to get through than maybe your average person. So if you're not someone who sees yourself as highly clairvoyant or highly intuitive, but you're super interested in becoming a clairvoyant, I'm here to tell you, you can do it. Okay. So I just wanted to set the stage with like, what is clairvoyance? How did I develop my skills? So I will say most legit clairvoyant trainings are a year long. It takes at least that long to hone the skills and begin to build trust in your ability to read energy. It's a practice. It's a process. And then after that, I mean, the the world is your oyster. There's a lot of opportunities after that. I personally went into a year-long women's training that was all about working with the energy and archetypes of uh, females. And then I went into a year-long astral training, which was all about uh, learning to harness more power and clarity from the astral space, the space we go when we sleep at night. I went on to assist and teach in the women's space. And I've been in a few different teachers trainings because that's a whole different skill to learn how to teach this work. Um, then it is the, that we, you hang out in a different space when you teach than you do when you read. Um, and I'm not going to get into the details about that, but it is a very different thing to hold a psychic space than it is to read in one. And I also have, I'm in the midst of a five-year channeling program, a healing and channeling program. So that's been my journey. It's been a long one. And I joke that I'll probably take classes forever. I probably will. I love, I love this work. I love how it aids me in my life. So without further ado, let's talk about the five ways that it's shifted my life and my business. And I landed on five. There's probably a million but I'm going to start with these. So number one is I actually like to be in my own energy. And for some of you, you might be like, well, 
Yeah, I do too. Well, good for you. I didn't used to like to be in my energy. I hated being alone. I was the kid who growing up would bring a friend to everything, invite myself to everything. I hated being alone. And if I and if I was alone, I had to be like distracted by something. Like I couldn't just be in my own energy. I was extremely uncomfortable. So one of the main things that I found after probably about six months of the clairvoyant training was I was like, wow, I can just sit with myself and I don't hate myself. And I know that sounds bad, but I I think I did have a lot of self-loathing and I was very uncomfortable in my energy. And looking back on it, I believe a lot of that was because I was such an empath. I was such a clairsentient. I was picking up the energy of others all the time and I didn't know how to clear it, which meant I was sitting in it. And so when I learned how to clear it, which I teach in my empathic foundations class, but you learn to clear at a really deep level when you're in the clairvoyant training because you're dedicated to a more steady practice. So I learned to be in my own energy and you know, I like my energy. I like my energy. And now it's to the point where like, you know, when I have to do things where I'm going to be inundated with other people's energy for an extended period of time, I, I don't want to do it. I would so much rather just chill out with myself, myself, my dogs, my husband. It's really hard to get me to do stuff because I love being in my own energy so much. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Okay. So number two, So I really now see myself as the creator of my life rather than the effect of it or the effect of all the energy that I was handling as a clairsentient, as an an empath. So when you commit to attending a clairvoyant training and you get through those 12 months of rigorous meditation and reading and energy clearing you become a very, very powerful creator of your life. And one of the reasons you do is because you clear out all of the false demands in your space. All of the energy from other people that you might not even know is other people's energy that's demanding you to do X, that's demanding you to do Y, or that's trying to lead you down the path that that energy would like you to go down, regardless of what your truth is. So when I went through the clairvoyant training, I became much more aware of my truth and what I was here to do. And with that clarity came a lot of power as a creator, not to mention There are creative energies and tools that you very specifically work with in a clairvoyant training program that will empower the flow of your creative energy and give you access to it and clear other people's energy and demands off. So number two, I really became the creator of my life. Okay, so number three. I really shifted how I saw the world. So this happened in politics. This happened in friendships, relationships. One of the goals with being a good clairvoyant reader is to become extremely neutral. And I feel like we're living in a day and age where people think neutrality is a bad thing. They think there's so much terrible uh, stuff happening in the world, which there is. 
there is. And as an empath, it sort of kills me. Like if I let myself go there, um, it kills me. But before, before I'm an empath, I would say now I'm primarily in that clairvoyant space. So I'm not so much in that feeling space of the world is in misery and I need to match that energy. The space I'm working from like 90% of the time, I'm not going to say I'm perfect at this, but 90% of the time is that of neutrality because I have to have neutrality to do my work. And I am a professional clairvoyant reader, business strategist. So it's very important that I remain neutral for my clients and that neutrality extends into my day-to-day life. Now that doesn't mean I don't get annoyed at things that are happening in the world. Doesn't mean I am not human. Doesn't mean I love sitting in traffic or getting flipped off by strangers or terrible customer service. Like I am like a red hot sag to my core. However, I am quite neutral, which can be really frustrating, especially when it comes to politics, because people really want to get me riled up um, and kind of pull me into their thinking. But when you do this work and you start seeing the world through the lens of spirit, through the lens of all that's happening, all the things that that I know are beyond the scope of anyone's understanding in this lifetime, no matter how clairvoyant you are. There is, I don't even know if I want to use the word plan, but there are energies underway, the dichotomy of the planet that we live on, that I am never going to pretend to understand fully why the things that happen on this planet happen, especially the really terrible ones. But I am going to remain neutral to most of them because I know there is a bigger plan. Now, that doesn't mean I can't protest if that's what I feel like doing. That doesn't mean I can't donate to causes. That doesn't mean I have to be an opinionless person. I can have opinions. I can be impassioned. But at the end of the day, it's do you judge? You know, there's people out there who do terrible, terrible things, but with all the past life work I've done, I know that I have done terrible, terrible things as well. I am not immune to it. Maybe not in this lifetime, but I'll tell you what, I'm paying for a lot of them in this lifetime. So at the end of the day, we live in a planet that's of a dichotomy. It's good or evil. It's, you know, there's, there's the devil and there's God. There's black and there's white. There's big, there's small. There's just all these dichotomies on this planet. But set, but at the center is spirit. And spirit is very, very neutral. And so that's such a hard one to describe. And until you go through it yourself, you're probably going to be annoyed by it. So I'm going to ask you to take your judgment that you might be feeling towards me because I don't believe in your politics the way you do or in the world the way you do. I'm going to ask you to just take that and reflect on that and reflect on how would it feel to be in neutrality about that? How would your life be different if you found your neutrality? Because I find I am so much more powerful when I am neutral. You know, back before I joined the clairvoyant training I really was more of an advocate 
but I was a terrible advocate because I was always getting angry. I was always insulting people. My communication space was a mess. And now I can have really interesting conversations with people from all walks of life who think all different things than me. And generally, I don't lose my space. I can be neutral. And the cool thing is, is when I can be in that neutral space and I can have those discussions, I feel like that's when communication actually happens. You know, that's like living here in the US and the breakdown in communication I see in the political system is it's two parties who absolutely quit communicating and they absolutely quit seeing each other clearly. And there's a ton of manipulation happening on a larger scale. But I'm not going to get super into that here, but I find that this comes up a lot in clairvoyant training when people are finally getting to that space where they're getting neutral as they handle a lot of judgment and punishment from others around what it means to become more neutral to the world around them. Okay, that's number three. I am going to take a quick break here for a little Anna advertisement, if you will. And we'll be back in a couple moments and I'm going to walk you through the fourth and fifth thing that being clairvoyant has, um, not the thing, but how being clairvoyant has changed my life and my business. Okay. See you soon. Are you a creative leader or entrepreneur looking to enhance your life and business by learning the subtle yet powerful skill of clairvoyance? In October, I'm launching my annual year-long clairvoyant training, where we will deep dive into the practical skills and tools involved in the art of reading energy. We will clear any energy that's currently blocking your clairvoyant abilities, so that whether you see yourself as a very intuitive person or you struggle to connect with your own answers, you will become the oracle of your own life. Over the course of 12 months, you will learn all the ins and outs of becoming a neutral energy reader. So whether you decide to fuse these new abilities with your current set of skills, or become a professional reader, or simply explore how this powerful skill can shift your life, I promise you one thing, you are in for a new level of clarity and personal exploration. Topics and skills include learning how to read past lives, learning how to heal karma, learning how to give a full seven layer aura reading so that people can see where they're at and take their next steps. You'll learn how to access the Akashic records and meet your Akashic guide. You will learn to clear energy from your genetics and your DNA And you will become senior to beings, learning how to do things like clear unwanted energy from physical spaces, online spaces, and any energy spaces of the things that you are creating in life, whether that be a business or a hobby. We are going to dive deep and we are going to learn how to see. And I am going to hold the space for you. Classes will happen once a week with practice labs once a week as well. If you're curious, but you're not sure if you're a fit, I encourage you to apply anyway. 
program kicks off in October, and I'll be doing complimentary 30-minute calls between now and then if you're interested and you want to look at what's in store for you if you take this next step. All right, see you soon. Okay, welcome back. So I am covering the five ways that being clairvoyant has changed my life and my business. Okay, so number four. Number four is that I always have a leg up. Always, always, always. My premonition is intact. I don't get lost in the words or actions of others. Most of the time, I'm not saying I'm the perfect clairvoyant, but most of the time I see very clearly. And because I can read energy, I know what's actually happening in interactions. And this is where life gets confusing as a human. This is where things get confusing. My clients come to me and they say, I'm really confused because my employee is saying this and she's doing this but I keep feeling like, why? Like for some reason, I don't believe her, but I don't know why. I don't have anything to go off of, but this feeling. So the the thing is, is before you learn to hone those clairvoyant skills, you are sensing an energy. Most humans are quite clairsentient. They can sense energy. So for most people, what they come to me with is saying, I feel I just feel like this is going to happen. I have a sense of this. Some people can feel when people are lying to them. And so when you're clairvoyant and you're neutral, you have a leg up because you're not getting as lost or confused. Now, this can take a while. And it's been so helpful having my husband go through this process with me. He's a very good trained clairvoyant as well. We can have these interactions out in the world and be like, okay, like the waitress said this, but you saw that energy, right? And we'll be like, yes. And we can kind of like confer with each other about what we what we saw. And that's outside of the reading space. When you start reading a ton and you become very clairvoyant, even if you're not trying to see energy, you're still often seeing energy. And so you're walking through the world, having these interactions, and you learn to have like a knowingness about the energy that you're reading. And that gives you a leg up in life. It it gave me a leg up in business a lot around the hiring process. Unfortunately, I outsourced most of the hiring. So I still ended up with some not great fit team members occasionally. But when I did my own hiring, I tended to have the ability to look at the energy. It can be hard when you're close to it. This is one of the things I look at a lot with my friction to flow clients is we will read the energy of the candidates they're interviewing. Um, We'll read the energy of employees. And, you know, this, this, this can give you a leg up. Uh, If you're, if you're, you know, if you have two candidates and you can't choose between the two of them, you can look at the energy and then look at, is that long-term going to be a fit for you? You know, sometimes I'll read an employee and I'm like, oh, this employee is fantastic. If you're looking for someone who's a self-starter, they um, have a lot of initiative, 
However, what I'm also seeing is that this person has a major desire to start their own thing. And so it's like, if you only care about right now in the next year and having a good person for the next year, hire this person. But if you want someone who's going to stick around for the long haul, this employee probably won't be that one. So you can actually read the energy around people's intentions, um, kind of what their plans are, what's most important to them. The other day, one of my friction to flow clients had me look at her two new hires and we were looking at how, how she could, um, kind of keep them happy. Like what mattered to them It was so interesting to look at their energy. One of them wanted a lot of verbal recognition. It was very important for her, you know, to be told all the time, like you're doing great. You're doing great. Like really validating her verbally. The other one wasn't like that at all. The other one's energy was like, you get her a coffee, you buy her a nail polish. Like this is a beauty industry thing. You do nice, kind actions. And so that was one of her employees. One of her employees was more like, show me that you appreciate me. I don't care what you say, show me. Whereas the other one was like, tell me, tell me. This is one of those things that's super helpful because if you're a clairvoyant leader, you can read the energy of your employees and then know how to meet their needs, how how to make them more comfortable or make them happier in their job, which is probably going to be important to you if you're a leader and you're looking for maintaining a team and having a lot of longevity with your team. So you always have a leg up when you're a clairvoyant and you're and clairvoyance is not the same as premonition. Clairvoyance is reading energy. Premonition is more like that sense of knowing something's going to happen. I find once people start honing their clairvoyant skills, their premonition and their trust in the premonition is often quite strong as well. And so they'll also have a leg up in that sense as well. Like, oh, just have a feeling this is going to happen. I think this is going to happen. They'll kind of like maybe see a picture flash in front of their virtual screen as a clairvoyant. And then they'll, they'll know that something's coming. And you, and, and if you're not clairvoyant and this isn't a skill maybe that you have yet, or maybe you see yourself as intuitive, but you don't feel like you can trust it, doing a clairvoyant training is going to build that trust. It's also cool because you do it in a group. And when you do it in a group and you're like in, um, let's say I'm getting read, we have separate Zoom breakout rooms and I go into room A and they read a past life where I'm hitting this one particular energy. And then I go into room B who knows nothing about the past life was just read. And maybe they read that exact same past life or that exact same energy in a different past life. It's just really validating. And you begin to really trust the energy and trust the process. And when you start giving totally cold, blind, clairvoyant readings of these people, you don't know at all. And you get done and they say, everything you said, you nailed. That's exactly what's going on in my life. That's the exact energy I'm in. That That's the exact step I needed, the answer around my next step. Like It's so validating when you get clear and you're able to use those abilities to help others and to help yourself. Okay, number five. <laughs> well, I guess I kind of did this in the last one. It's around trust. So I have always been intuitive. I did not trust my intuition. I was so confused. There were times I was so certain, you know, that my feelings were accurate. But then the way things would play out or the words that people would use, you know, I'd be so certain someone was in love with me, but then they'd break up with me. And I didn't understand. I didn't trust that. I go, I was so certain he was in love with me. 
or I was so certain this was a best friend and she did this to me. I I lost trust, you know, in my intuition in every way possible. It's almost the here here can be the impediment of being intuitive is that if you don't develop the skills, it can feel like it's something being done to you. And I talk about that a lot in my energy foundations class, which is, you know, if if you're not becoming aware of it, you're likely the effect of it. And you're not always aware of what it is. So you're the effect of it. And so the clairvoyant training going through that process took me into this new space, this new depth of trust in my abilities, um, in my ability to see energy. Even to this day, I will say, you know, I go back and forth in my friction to flow calls in from a channeling space, which is less clean, but can be super helpful and very accurate. And I I kind of toggle between that and my reading space. And I have to say, I'm always surprised because there are times where I'm certain, like me, the Anna, that's a strategist in a channel, I'm certain I have this information correct. And then I'll end up reading the picture from my clairvoyant space for my clients and I'll see what I missed. There's always some new uh, layer or nuance that I couldn't I couldn't feel using my clairsentience. I couldn't channel using my seventh chakra. I actually had to go into my sixth and learn how to activate and go deep into that reading space to get the answer. Okay. I feel like I have a bonus one here. I feel like I have a bonus one here. Let me think about this for a sec. Okay. I got it. My bonus one. This one's really important. Okay. So I am a born people pleaser, which many empaths are. And I ended up in a lot of complicated, confusing situations because I could feel the emotions of others and I would be trying to please them. So I would make a lot of decisions. This is in my personal life and my business life because I knew that's what they wanted from me. And I'm going to admit that this was not usually happening on a conscious level. This was subconscious. I only realized it after the fact. So I used to have to really, really live everything out and get to that final point before I would change my mind or say yes or say no. And when I use my clairvoyant abilities, I'm able to trust and know the energy a lot sooner so that I don't go down as many rabbit holes. I used to think I was someone who was interested in everything, every career, every type of business, every hobby. Like I remember before starting the clairvoyant program, I was reading, I think her name's Barbara Schur. It's that refuse to choose. It's kind of like a book for multi-passionate people. And I am fairly multi-passionate. Um, but I will say the the more I work my clairvoyance, and get in touch with my spirit, which is what happens in the clairvoyant program. You get all the shitty energy out of the way and you bring more of yourself in. And when I did that, I was a lot more in touch with what my truth was and what my interests were. And I think from a very like technical, fundamental perspective, that saves me money, that saves me time, that saves me 
so much energy that I'm not going down all these crazy rabbit holes in pursuit of something that's outside of myself that has nothing to do with my truth. So that's kind of like my bonus one. My number six is that I know myself more and I don't get as wrapped up in these ideas and distractions that actually aren't mine. And so I get to live a more simple life that is aligned with my values and what I'm here to do. Okay, so that is all for this episode. I'll be back at you soon, back with you soon with this kind of, I'm essentially doing like a little mini series on abilities, psychic abilities, and in particular, um, the changes I've seen in my life and the changes my clients have seen. I'm just kind of getting more, doing a little more in-depth here on the podcast over the next couple of weeks about um, clairvoyance, this ability, and what goes on when you learn to activate this space. Okay, that's all for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it. Please leave a review. Help me out over here, putting a lot of love into this. And if you like it, please share. And please keep creating. You're a creator. You're very special. The world needs what only you can provide. So keep creating. Okay, see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Long Stokes. For more information on these and many more topics, or to contact me for a consultation, please visit our new website at www.empathicenergymethod.com or check out the show notes for direct links. And hey, if you like this podcast, please remember to take a moment to leave a star rating, a review, or just to share it with a friend. Okay, until next time, keep creating. Keep creating.